is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. Oh, we are. Okay, so we're... uh, Welcome everybody, Schaefer Baseball Report. Podcast number... 1.4. Podcast number up there. Podcast, Facebook Live. Facebook Live Studio, like 1.3 or 4 or something like that. That's right. It's like, who cares? What are statistics? We just go, right? (laughs) If we hear them 10 years, that's good. That's right. Yeah, we'll have to go by by years. But uh, we appreciate everybody listening in again. Um, Obviously, all seasons are kind of winding down. I see some of the uh, travel teams... Playing in some tournaments down at the beach. The weather's been great around here. Wait, I mean, playing the tournaments right now? Yeah, they were finishing up. I think a lot of things got pushed because of COVID. Okay. You know, so uh, they didn't get all their events in. Things got canceled, so people just wanted to make sure that they were going to finish up. Um, I'm not sure what the talent level would be, you know, this late in the program. Yeah, but, it's pretty late. Um, you know, it's the uh, – I've saw some things on Facebook. You know, gotcha. But, it, but it's good. But we got, you know, we our, our indoor facility. Oh, my God, in one week. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, everything seems like, oh, man, in one week. But it's been years. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, well, we were saying, what, last week or two weeks ago, like, how's it going to be done in, by the end of the year? And it's freaking rolling. Oh, oh yeah, God, it's up. They're putting yeah, the insulation out yeah. now. And, you know, it's inspectors are the ones that hold this. Of course. You know, these guys are so good. And they, You know, it's a slab and it's a prefab building. And it's, you know, it's up and going. And, these guys are putting it up real um, quick. Yeah, and then we'll get we'll get Darren Benicase in here, and he'll shoot all the uh, the cables, and we'll get uh, you know we have the turf. I got a phone call yesterday from an organization that sells turf and netting yeah. and all that, and they're like, "Hey, man, we see your uh, <laughs> like, dude, we have so much from the past fifteen years." Yeah. I mean, the turf that we have at the old building, remember the old building? Yeah, that turf we had from the very beginning. So that turf is. 14 years old and it's mint and you clean the hell out of it well before we, we do we, yeah we have yeah. a profession cleaned yeah. every yeah. year to make sure you know health reasons mm-hmm. and we've Absolutely. done that forever not just covid yeah we've uh you know listen it's like anything else you take care of something that's going to last, gonna last. You know, we've Absolutely. mended the cages those cages have been there from the beginning um some of the iron mics that we had you know still there still yeah there. we got them stored up at eddie's place some of them um but, you know, it's the only thing that, that, that you beat up more than anything else in those facilities if you don't take care of is bat, batting tees, L-screens, and baseballs. That's right. I can't imagine. I mean, but if we had to guess, baseballs over the past. Holy crap. I got another. I got about a number. How many baseballs disappeared in somebody's bag? Oh no, kidding! Well, we figured <laughs> that one out. Pond. So I've been here in the pond. Oh, the yeah. pond. Yeah, yeah, that's funny you say that because you know when we you know we were like, hey, you know, come on down and just take the balls and go out. Yeah. And we'd leave them out. There, yeah. You know what I mean? Like every cage had balls, and then. You know, now you got to come get the cart, then you go back out, then you got to bring the cart back in. Yeah, it's, you know, it's 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 anywhere from three to five dollars a baseball. As a coach, you go out there with a full bucket of baseballs at the end of practice or a game. You you got like six. And Dude, like, when we used to we used to we used to go out to tournaments. We you know we not with tournaments, but we the ball the balls we ordered we'd had stamps CBC yeah, right. Yeah. And then you'd go out and you'd see another team playing with the CBC baseball. Like, hey, you guys are working out in our building. Man. Like, you know, they got a whole bucket of them. Yeah. You know, so you're supplying, uh, you're supplying all the other organizations with, uh, with the necessary stuff. But People won't understand the struggle of uh, what, what we go through with baseball. So you see a ball, pick it up, put it in your bucket. Listen, bu- I, I tell everybody, that's $5. Yeah. So, you know, if there's a $5 bill sitting on the floor, oh. you're going to bend over and pick it up, right? Oh, my God. But if there's a baseball and it's, uh, I'm just going to go get another one yeah. out of the bucket. You're no. not going to go get no. another $5. No, bill, right? absolutely you're gonna not. You're going to pick up that $5. That's why 
doing our collegiate league this summer when we was uh, playing out there, and every time there's a foul ball that goes to uh, to 85, you'd be like, "Jeez, Louise, yeah. ching is like five dollars, five dollars." Yeah. Every time they hit a foul ball, we're like, "Come on, put the ball in play." Stop yeah, hitting you, foul balls. You start to do the math, and you're like, "Okay, if we pay to put a net up here, it's going to cost yeah twenty five thousand dollars over you ten know, years. It'll pay us how long do yep. we, you know do we uh, you know save money? Yeah, yeah but absolutely save baseballs. Um, the other part is kids don't want to go get them. Oh, that's right. You know, I yeah. mean, we've grown up. It's you got one ball. You know, go ch- go chase it, dude. You better. It's in the it's in the yard with the dog. What's that? Uh, uh, Sandlot. Sandlot. Yeah. You're gonna go get your baseball. What was it? Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. Hercules. Yeah. yeah. Hercules. You're gonna go get your baseball. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's it. And then we duct tape it, and you know, you had, as long as it was round, <laughs> that's and was, right. You were playing. You you that's, went with it. That's right. That's right. But, you know, that's now it's just it's amazing how much equipment these kids leave behind. Oh my God. It's like hundred and two hundred, three hundred dollar gloves left behind. Four dollar bats. How many? I mean, uh, I've never pants. seen the pants. So many pants are just being left behind. I know. Who 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 changes and who undresses in the dugout? Like these kids have to undress in the dugout. Yeah, they can't walk. Like, off I, the field I mean, and I would, you know, put the uniform on. I'm like, I'm happy to be in this thing all day. Absolutely. Man. Oh yeah, know? right. Like that, yeah. you just yeah. wear your uniform the whole day. Yeah, I like, take it off. I got to wash it. Why? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I've been wearing it only for a week. You walk in the dugout, yeah. you see five or six pants. I'm like, how does a kid leave the park without pants, his pants? Shoes, batting gloves, bats. Who's gone through more pants, Dylan or Zach? Uh, Dylan, because, you know, Zach's not a big slide guy. He wants to go with everything standing up, you know. And he hits a lot of home runs. Look for the camera and check it out, you know. But, uh, you know, Dylan's on the ground all the time. So Dylan is definitely. And Dylan, you know, Zach gradually grew. Dylan all of a sudden just shot through some things. I mean, yeah. I, got th- I got three pairs of brand new pants that we ordered from Mizuno in the back of my truck that I brought that we'll give away. And we ordered them, and they came like three weeks later, and they didn't fit them. I mean, it was that fast. You went through that that spurt, you know. That's good. And it's you know, it's it's a good thing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So they Dylan Dylan's beat up probably more equipment than Zach. But then Zach is also somebody that takes care of everything. Like Zach's gloves are always uh, saddle soaked and wow, that's good. You know, and his gloves are always put in a certain place. But mm-hmm. Dylan's just you know. Like, his gloves are anywhere. Oh man, it's, it's pancakes. You know, I, you love them both. No different, right? Yeah. But one drives you crazy though when you see things like that. Yeah, it's the tales of two cities. When yeah. you go upstairs and Dylan, we have we have, what, what do they call it? A mother daughter bath? I don't know. Can uh, I the bathroom? Uh, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill mother daughter. Jack and Jill <laughs> daughter. Mother daughter. <laughs> Jack and Jill bathroom, right? And um, it separates their two rooms. And you go in Dylan's room, man, and it's like. Ah, like yeah, like, yeah, I gotta go take a shower. Dude. Yeah, and then you go in Zach's room, and shirts are lined up, collared shirts by color, hats are all lined up. You know, ring, jewelry, everything. It's like meticulous. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's and that's the same thing when you get in their cars. Oh, I mean, you get in Zach's car and it smells nice and it looks brand new and it's you know it's cleaned and everything is in place. And yeah, you get in Dylan's. There's like a cheeseburger on the you floor. You got a milkshake from two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, As a race car. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's it's a mess. But you know, it's it's the same thing with coaching. You know, it's, yeah, uh, coaching these kids. They're all, you know, you got your pig pens and then you got your guys that you know that uh, that show to go. Yeah, that's it. You know, you know? and um, they're prepared. They're, they're prepared. They're, they're all prepared to play when you when you. That's them, right, but it's just you know. Once game time starts, it's how, doesn't how matter play. then if you're dirty or not. That's it. You know. Ray, did you go through a lot of pants when you were playing? When I was playing, no. Listen, they didn't give you this. You had like one or two <laughs> pair of pants. You better take care yeah. of it. Even even when I was in the minor leagues, like if I tore a pair of pants, like we didn't have a lot. Oh of no, pants. yeah. I mean, so we would we turn them inside out and we would take the white duct uh, the white uh, athletic tape, and you would tape the uh, 
The the, the, the felt, yeah, yeah. So you know, from the field, it looks like you got regular pants on, but really you got you know holes in the knees and yeah. holes in the ass. And, yeah. At Olympic, it, you only got one pair of pants, so we just kept putting patches on. I think yeah. I went through ten to fifteen <clears throat> patches in a season. Just what kind of patches? Just like uh, it was like um like a band-aid type of kind of, and you, you would heat press it on there. Yeah. So where it kind of filled that that gap. That's new school right there. Well, I mean, it's, equipment is not cheap. Oh, no, you know? no. no. I mean, it, and that's that's what blows me away. Like, these kids walk away from this stuff. And uh, we put it in we put it in a room, and we save it. And, and we never come back. Because I don't They don't put their names on stuff. No. Man, I got names in my underwear. No. You know, like, my mother, like, you put your name in your underwear. You go to the hospital, you're getting them back. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know who you are when they pull you exactly. out the car, yeah. yeah nice. Yeah. You know? So I got to write it on both sides. Oh, my God. Inside and out. <laughs> Like I'm getting dressed and you know she doesn't like the lights on early in the morning, and it's like I'm in there I'm brushing my teeth. She's like, "Okay, you're gonna turn your underwear in the right way, or what?" <laughs> like, what do, what do I care? <laughs> but uh, no, you're right though. I mean, it's like they walk away from stuff, and this is an expensive game of equipment, right? Like, yeah. you know, you can look in anybody's bag, especially catches, right? You can look in a catch's bag, and they got about over fifteen hundred dollars worth of stuff in there, and any other players got about almost a thousand dollars worth of stuff. So. To walk away from a bat or a glove and just forget about it. You know, you know it. what cracks me up is the kid that shows up with four bats. It looks like a golf bag. Like, I got, you That's know, I, I got one, one situational hit. Yeah. You know, I got to get this guy over and use this bat. Or I got to hit a bomb, I got to use this bat. So this is my driver, this is my wedge. You know, but, <laughs> I, they, but it's all show. Listen, if you could buy a $500 bat and still not get a hit, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. The bat doesn't make the player. No, it never does. No. Nope. You know, but, but they got to have it. And how about the guy buys a bat? Say 2020, right? Goes through the whole season, and it's 2021, and all the new models come out, and you'll hear the kid go up to the dad and go, "It's dead. This bat's dead. Yeah, this yeah, bat's yeah, dead. yeah. The bat isn't dead. The bat isn't dead. Dead. Do some wrist curls, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And all Snap the, the bat head. Oh, we need the new bat. We need the 2021 bat because it's got the new. All they did was take oh, yeah. the 2020 bat, dip it, yeah. got a new coating, yeah. And, yeah. and 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 remarket Twist it. Twist the cap. Yeah, yeah that's it. It's, it's remodeled. Or the bat gets banned from tournaments. Well, that's, you know, I mean, we went through that whole, that whole, I mean, it's always been that way. You know, you went from uh, the first, when I was in high school, we got the first aluminum bats ever. The Louisville, Black Magic? No, Louisville Slugger came out with the all gold with the black handle. See, that's how that's how much older I am. Oh, wow. Dude, yeah. The, the Black Magic was the East, and that was down yeah. there. We, we swung the Tennessee Thumper in college, and then we got the Eastons. But we had this, it was just one piece of metal. And it had a, a black rubber handle on it. Yeah. So we had a choice to swing wood or this or this new or this new, uh, you know, this new metal bat. Yeah. And, you know, and it was just one model. It wasn't like the barrel's different, the balance is different. You could feel that it, it's. Yeah. It was just you know, here's his pipe. Go up and go up and hit with it. And it was like you know, it was like the first guy on the on the block that got color TV. Like man, that kid's got a freaking metal bat. <laughs> man, he he's gonna be, hit, he's, he's gonna be a stud. He must be rich. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he got a he got a metal bat. It's but coming now, back. It's coming back though. The, like the green uh, the green Eastern. The Eastern, yeah. Yeah, I seen I'm seeing it all over social media. Everybody Again, everybody wants it. It's yeah. all branding. Yeah, it's all branding. Yeah. Like and you one, know. one one kid that has a little bit of uh, a little bit of power play in the in the game says, oh man, this is the hottest bat out there. Yeah, and then it's you know, and then it's everybody's got to have it. Yep, that's, that's you know, right. I mean it's. It sounds like a driver. Like a driver, I can see. You know, you can you can measure distance sure. with a driver. Or a putter. You can, you I, can, can, I can measure distance with a putter. Oh, my God, can he not? <laughs> I swear <laughs> I wish I would have had video of 300 that. feet, yeah. 300 Dude. feet. Okay, you know, we're, like, we're, not, we're, not, we're not like repairing divots on the green. We're like taking the sand on the green. Like, oh, God. You know, we're going to get kicked off here. Get brand new sand. Uh, yeah, this, this is a three-foot putt. He's going to break this way. And he goes, okay. 
boom. You Three know? feet times yeah. ten. So <laughs> we, we, we thought it was a good strategy to let Ray lead off and show us the line. Absolutely but when, not. But when you're hitting drives off the green back to the tee box? Definitely no, does not work. That, that's, not, that's not the line. We learned what was the strategy after the third hole. Drink just more. Drink more. Keep me in the okay. cart and it's just it. drink more. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love this game. You never got out of the cart. <laughs> never get, for the next 15 holes, I just stood in the cart. <laughs> yeah, and you had the, big, the meeting going on in your ear. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah that that's was, right. Uh, that, was, that was too funny. But... Yeah, so what's I, new? What's going on in baseball world? Uh, you know, so uh, I do want to mention, like, so I'm fortunate in the time that I played because of the people. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the money was greater as as we got further down. Yeah. Like, I, if I would have been playing now, my obviously my bank account would have been a lot different than it is uh, or was when I was playing. But, you know, the the real riches that I got out of the game were, were the people. And, and, you know, that's one of the reasons I stayed in Charlotte mm-hmm. because I had such a good experience with the, the families with the Charlotte O's. So that's where I met Mike Schilt and his mom, mm-hmm. Lib, uh, Francis Crockett, Francis, um, um, his daughter Lisa and Betsy, and uh, yeah, all the, the whole family. You know, Klondike Bill and, and George, these were championship wrestlers. They were our grounds crew. Really? Oh, it was cool because the, the Crockett family was big into wrestling before McMahon and all these other people. Wrestlers were everywhere down here. <laughs> Championship wrestlers. Really? Oh, yeah. And they were the promoters for it. That was the family. And their family business, their family bought a minor league franchise. Okay. That was part of their investment. And um, so, you you know, you you went to the park, and it was a family experience. And not only was it with, you know, the, the front office, but it was also with the fans. You know, I mean, we went to barbecues at the Ruby's house. We... Uh, the Basses became good friends, you know, uh, of ours that we've, you know, we've maintained friendships for years. So that's 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 the stuff that's just phenomenal. And one of the people that we met was uh, was David Deke Craig, and uh, he was uh, our bussy, Deke. Deke. And Deke had a, a toothpick, <laughs> and he always had a toothpick in. And he, uh, black dude, you know, phenomenal human being. Um, you know, we drive us through the through the midnight. You know, you know, everybody's sleeping or drunk on the bus or whatever, and you know, <laughs> take you through the mountains. And you know, when we uh, when we traveled at night, at that level, we used to take uh, plywood pieces of plywood, and you lay them across the top of the seats. Oh, and those would become our beds. That's smart, right? Well, yeah, you think it was smart until you started taking turns, and all of a sudden, you know, eight guys. <laughs> Made a turn to, you know. <laughs> oh, if you press the brakes, you're going. Oh, dude, it was it was crazy. I mean, I I was small enough, fortunately. <laughs> you fit in the the, the, the luggage rack. rack. <laughs> so it was like a casket. I'm like, <laughs> sleep like this, you know. But I, you know, I, I didn't have to deal with it. But guys would set up hammocks down the down the row. I mean, it was brilliant, man. You know, is... because that's how we traveled. You traveled through the night. You'd yeah. finish. You finish playing the game. Then you'd get on the bus at you know eleven, twelve at night, and then you'd you'd travel all through the night and you'd get to the hotel and. More times than not, when you got to the hotel, it was early in the morning. The rooms weren't ready. Of course, yeah. So now you're sleeping in the lobbies. You know, you're, you know, and then we we draw straws, we draw cards to see first room up who would get it. Okay. Starting pitcher would get it first. Of course. Right, and then starting catcher. Those two guys, you're off. And then everybody else on the team would have to just wait. And you, if you draw that last card, dude, <laughs> and you're sleeping on that couch, and then by the time you get to your room, it's like, okay, let's get on the bus. We're right ready to go the, the yeah, field. Yeah, that's right. And that was that was the, that was the lifestyle. But to go back to my point, so so Deke passed away uh, this week, and uh, I went to his service like other um, Charlotte O family members and former players and stuff in the area. Um, and we went separate times. I didn't see everybody there, but. 
it was very cool. First of all, I was the only white dude in there, right? Um, which was I, I found very interesting because it was just it was I've you know I've never been to an all black funeral in my life, um, and it was it was very cool how they went through the the service and it wasn't it was a a viewing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't uh, the actual funeral. Yeah. And they went through a service. He was part of a, uh, a Ramsey's, which is like a, uh, a Masonic type of club. They do all good things in the community. Okay. Together. And I got to see that ceremony. That was very cool. But there's Deke laying in the casket. And the other part of it is they took pictures the whole time. Hey. Right? They took pictures of the whole the whole service. celebration. There's Deke in the it's casket. Celebration. They're, like, they're, they're flashing away. That's so he's laying there, and uh, he's got a toothpick. Oh really? Somebody put it. That's pretty cool. In. It was very cool. That's pretty cool. It, it was very cool. So you know, to go back to what I was saying is that you know the game has become so sterile now, mm -hmm. right? Front office is front office. You know, players do their thing, managers do their thing. There's not like a whole, you know, organization. A whole, a whole organization. I mean, the the Crockets have put together um, reunions here. And we've had players from all you, Eddie Murray, Cal Ripken. You wow. Know, um, you know, go up and down the line. Nate Snell, I mean, Dixon. I mean, I can go with the guys that I know, names yeah, that yeah. I know. But they've come from all over the country to be here because it was a special time for us. I mean, this was family and friends, and we got to know them, and they treated us that way, you know. Uh, so it's, you know, you, you look at things now, and it's, you don't get to know the players. You don't, you know, we knew, when we got to the big leagues, these families were coming and watching us and staying in touch with us, you know. Like now... Fans don't get to know the players at the lower levels. Mm -hmm. So when they get to the when they get to the highest level, you know, you want to bring those people along with you because especially that back then when there was no money, they fed you. Sometimes you slept at their house. You know, they you know they, they took you they picked you up at the airport. You know, they did a lot of different things for you. They were part of the whole yeah. process, and that process is dead. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it, it doesn't work anymore. So when you go to a, a service like I did the other night, and you know, and, and Deke is, you know, Deke is gone, you know, but that, it throws you back to like, wow, man, you know, I'm, 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 I'm very fortunate of when I, yeah, you had time with him when I, well, I had time with him and I had time with everybody here and, you know, we still stay in touch There's a, there's a Charlotte O's, uh, Facebook page that everybody goes on, you know, uh, Will George, it's a scout with the Rockies is a really good, a really good friend that, you know, goes way back. Brooks Carey lives down in, you know, Key West. I mean, you can go and all these, uh, Alan Ramirez. I mean, I can go on. Dan, Dan Logan, tallest first baseman I've ever played with. Best, <laughs> greatest guy ever in the world. Nicest guy in the world. Arm span from wall to wall, you know, six foot six, six foot seven. So you could go anywhere, in, on, you know, on the dirt and just release a ball. And he's, he's, he's got a shot, yeah. man. He's got a shot. But so, you know, you, you connect back and then you remember, like, you know, these guys are, these guys are family. It wasn't, you know. It was yeah a different time a, di a different time different and it's just unfortunate because it's they don't connect yeah that's right you know but so a lot of different a lot of different uh, opportunities for kids changed opportunities for kids this year in terms of recruiting of course you know it's not it's different yeah you know, I feel bad for a lot of these guys especially the 2021 guys um, you know getting they they're not getting the opportunities that uh, they, they probably deserve, you know, and they're, they're loading up. I got a phone call from a friend yesterday who uh, whose son actually committed out of a JUCO, went to a four-year program because they were bringing in all JUCO guys and returning guys were coming back. Yeah. That they basically told him, listen, it's not your time. You're not going to play. You're not, you know, yeah. whatever. And now he's got to look to 
Go back to JUCO? Probably go back to JUCO, but again, JUCOs are getting stuff too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, the numbers are huge. Yep. I mean, I mean, before you used to have certain groups around the country that was just powerhouses, right? Like right. Miami Day, you know, the Sand right. Jags. You yep. know what I mean? It was, those are the JUCOs, like, yeah. that's your baseball factory. Now JUCOs are so spread out across the country, you can't, like, just pick one school that's going to say that they're a powerhouse anymore. They're, like, right. they're all good. So it's uh, JUCO baseball is, you know what I mean? It's. So just falling back to a JUCO is, you know, doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to walk in there and be a dude again. It's smart. I, and here's and here it's smart for a guy now to go to JUCO. Like if you're not going to play this year in a D1 level, right? right? If they if they get if they put the writing on the wall say, "Hey, you're going to be like our third string middle infielder and, you know, these two guys got to go down for you to start to get in there." So for that guy to leave there and go to a JUCO and get the reps and get the playing time this year because JUCOs aren't losing a year. Yeah. So if you go to a JUCO as a freshman, if you if you go into go into a JUCO this spring as a freshman, you're going next year wherever you want to go or go back to the JUCO as a freshman again. So if you stay right. at your four year school, you're losing your year. Right. So you're not you're not going to be a freshman again next year. Yeah, but it doesn't be you know yes yes and no right. It's it's it, it it's a good play to go in because you can figure out where you want to go. Yeah. But the other part is I don't know. It used to be you would go into JUCO because you're going to get a chance to play right away. Yeah, that's true. And you get you know or you get two years to develop and be ready for a four year yeah. program. Yeah. Or, you know, now it's you're going to walk into a JUCO and you may not even see the field. I mean, it's there's, it's, there's, there's people bringing in 60 guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, listen, uh, Ray walked into the Sandjack last year. I think they had 76 guys uh, first practice, you know what I mean, in September. I think, I mean, don't quote me on that number, but it was it was over 60 guys for sure. Yeah. So what do you do? Like, you know what I mean? If you're just a regular guy, like, looking to just play, you're like the eighth shortstop that's trying out for this team. And now, and now you don't have the same opportunity to work out and try out, so you don't get to evaluate all these guys through mm-hmm. the fall. You yeah. I mean, you're losing that, that time. To figure out, okay, I got sixty guys here. Who's my starting nine? Yeah, that's you know? it. Only so nine to play. Like, okay, that guy looked good for a while, but I only saw fifteen at bats. I didn't see sixty at bats in the fall. That's true. You know, I didn't. That's right. You know, I didn't throw X amount of innings. So it's, you know, there's there's definitely a logjam. We 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 talk about it often. It's, you know, we got we got a kid. We got a kid here. His name is Matthew McGowan. Flat out rake. Mm-hmm. I mean, D one hitter runs well, does things. Um, you know, he's not the sexiest player defensively. But it's done, mm-hmm. you know. It it gets done. Mm-hmm. Um, so you call people up and they'll oh, send me videos. Well, I can send you all the videos you want. I can send you videos of kids hitting triples, doubles, you know, stealing bases. What yeah, do you want? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you got at some point you got you got to trust some of the baseball people out there. You got to have right? yeah. And again, I get it. You you know, these guys have probably been burned along the way with people that are not very good evaluators. Mm-hmm. You know, saying oh yeah, this kid's definitely yeah, I'll take him. Like these guys don't just take people. To take them on words, whether it's my word, your word, it's it's very very rare. I wish they would. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, if if you had to put a percentage on it, we're probably going to be right ninety five to one hundred, uh, ninety five to ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, we we know what we're looking at, we know what we see. So you know, pull the trigger on this guy; he's going to help you program. And then we understand the type of player that belongs at every level. Yeah. Right. So we have a ton of people come in here and say, well, you know. I want to go to this D1 school. I want to go to an ACC, SEC school. You're not that guy, mm-hmm. you know. But you can compete here, and if you play for four years or three years, you may develop into a draft pick yeah. and have an opportunity to move on. But, no, you know, if I'm not saying I'm going to, you know. Clemson or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Right. And the other thing, you know, with and I'm going through this with Dylan, and I do want to talk about it, you know, the recruiting process with him because it's really awkward to promote your son. Yeah. You know, as a coach. Of course, promote, of course. Of course. To promote your son. But – you know, these kids that are signing as 2024s and 2023s, 
they're not really signed. No. They're verbally committed. It's just a, right. a, 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 an, right. a, an agreement, basically. Not, not necessarily a full agreement, but just say, you like me, I like you. Right. Let's so go on a date. Until, and, until, until you spend one day on campus, yep. you're not locked in. No. So at any point they can say, you know, mm, you know, we liked you then, we don't like you now. Yeah. Or we found another dude. Yeah. You know, and they keep pushing it further back and further back. Now, I somewhat understand it now because of COVID yeah. and people being shut down. Um, but, you know, you start to go that far back. You, you better be an amazing evaluator in terms of being able to project. And we've talked about this yep. a couple of weeks ago. Yep. The, yep. the projectability, right? Okay, this kid, his family's this size. He's going to be X, Y, and Z. We expect him to run a sub-7. He's going to run He's going to run a sub. He's, he's going to run a 6-6. Six, six. Mm -hmm. He's running a 7-1 right now. You know, you, you, you better be able to go down those lines and, and figure it out. But, you know, they're, they're plucking the low-hanging fruit. Yep. And the low-hanging fruit right now is, you know, the, the more physical kid. The he thing, may yeah. be he may be more physical as a twenty right now. The years would be twenty twenty four, twenty twenty threes, okay. And the guys that are really skill set guys that are really good skill set guys out there that are going to develop a little bit later, mm -hmm. you're going to miss them. Yep, that's right. Because you you know you rush through the process. That's right. So I'm um, you know I'm uh, you know Dylan, for me you know on the fortunate side is he's he's very physical. Mm -hmm. You know he's big and he's strong and you know he's getting attention from the higher level schools, the SECs and the ACCs. Um, you know, those are the those are the guys on, on this side. Yeah. And um, but again, you know, I'm, I'm selling my son, who is a five tool kid. You know, if I step back, a baseball guy, now he's a streaky hitter. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a kid that you know he'll just show up one weekend and he'll and he'll he'll hit four doubles and you know steal six bases and then he'll show up the next weekend and he'll punch out six times. Mm -hmm. um, but he can hit. You know, it's there and he's got pop. Um, he can run. He can throw. He can field. He's and he's it's legit five tools. So as a dad, you know you're talking to these guys and like yeah yeah my kids you know because how many times I hear from other fathers and yeah like, yeah my kids he's a legit five tool kid he'll probably <laughs> be drafted or whatever. So I have to always preface it like listen you know I'm coming to you as a baseball guy yeah you know not dad yeah not not dad you know I mean I got I got enough respect for this game you know to shoot a straight you know, to like I don't need to put my kid in a situation he's not gonna mm -hmm. succeed. That's right. But it's still like, hey, you know, we need to see him. We got to get video. We want to see him a few more times. It's like, okay, dude, you know, that's what's going to happen. And you know, it's then we move on. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to play that. Yeah. So. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think you can see somebody too much, and then once you see him too many times, you can start finding like the flaws in them, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of going with your instincts of saying, hey. That dude's a dude, right? He runs fast. He throws. Yeah. Like, what I could do with him, I could mold him into what I want to see in the next few years instead of just saying, let me see video after video after right. video. You know, I mean, I think what's happening now is that, you know, a lot of guys are profiting off of this, what's happening because they are good marketing guys and making videos and, like, promoting kids on social media instead of, like, having the baseball instincts of, like, going to a park and just looking at a game right. and seeing who's the top two guys on the field and being like, hey, that guy's a dude and that guy's a dude. Let me make a couple phone calls. But they're making videos and clipping it to making the highlights. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what Andrew said that before. They're not, they're not videos. Like, you know, I want, I want, I want swing and misses in there. Yeah, right? show me the real videos. Highlight reels. Yeah, I want, yeah, I want to see a kid hit a pop-up and then how, he's, how, he, how he rounds the base even though, he, you know, the, the outfield is camped on it. Yeah. You know, those are things that you, you, know, that you don't see in a video because everybody's put together, like Andrew said, is 
It's a highlight reel. Yeah, absolutely. You know, everybody's the greatest player in the world out there. And how could you not take this kid? He never made an out. Well, that's he made every play. Yeah, that, that, every but, double play. That's right. I, I mean, I think that's the world we're living in right now, right? Everything is a highlight reel, right? Your yeah. Facebook is a highlight reel. Yeah. Your Instagram is a highlight reel. Yeah. You know, Twitter for the, you know, Twitter is more, you know, I mean, communication. So it's not really you're not really promoting videos and stuff like that. They are though. I mean, they are. You know, you, they you are. know the Instagram is the younger guys. You know, us older people like you know. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Twitter. I like. I, yeah. That's where I get my information. You know, what I mean, if it's gonna yeah. rain or whatever, whatever the case may be. <laughs> <It's gonna> <laughs> <rain>. <laughs> Twitter, see what they say. But no, th- to my point is that y- you're, you know, everything that you promote on social media yeah. is not real. You know, it's not real life. Right. I mean, it's your life, but it's your best moments. Yep. So that's what a lot of these organizations, uh, uh, these recruiting firms now sure. are promoting. Yeah. Not real baseball players. They're promoting the best, the the, the running gun, the guy that throws ninety nine. Right. Like, yeah. like, is that really going to happen in a baseball? Like. You know what I mean? We've seen a video. I don't know if you've seen a video a couple of weeks ago of a kid fielding a ground ball. It took about eight crow hops to throw. Oh, yeah. The, and then for, just to throw a freaking. Yeah. yeah like, throw as hard as you could. Throw so you get on yeah, the. Uh, like. I saw that. Like, is that really. Yeah. I mean, like. In a pro style workout. In a in a recruitable. Like you're saying. Yes. Um, I don't know if it was a, a PG or a PBR or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It was, but, it was know, something that was across the know. country that was going on. But. Yeah. So he could get that number at the end of the day, so they could put it on social media. Right, and a, but, you know what I mean? This kid threw 99 across the diamond. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he yeah. took eight crow hops. He ran from center field. Yeah. <laughs> Released it at shortstop. So yeah. if a coach didn't see the video, right, and just sees, oh, my God, this kid threw 99 across the diamond. Who is this kid? Let's start looking into him. Yeah, you would hope. I, I, I can't believe that there's any college coach out there or pro, pro guy out there would go, okay, that's a dude. But somebody you know, taught that kid to do it, though. Well, I mean, no, because it's not, not. I don't think it's so much that he's trying to impress. He's trying to impress whoever's going to look at the thing and yeah. know that. Okay, you know, you 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 pick and, and release, and you throw eighty-five to ninety across the diamond. I'm going to go hole, oh. right? I mean, you click click, and you're off, and it, and you got that kind of hair yeah. behind it. That's one thing. But if you're a baseball guy, where you and I are sitting here laughing at it as baseball guys, right? Did you see this guy? All the other baseball people in our in our baseball world are going, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But yet. That kid's got that video. He posted it because he probably put up a pretty good number, mm-hmm. and he thinks that that's going to help him. Yep. No, it's and it's it. Listen, I I, I seen for a full season one of the top guys, Velo guys across the diamond. He played shortstop. I mean, it was just like this kid blows every showcase record out the water. But I seen it for a full season, and I would hold my breath when a ball was hit to him, because Gotta you never. It. I mean, he would catch it, yeah. but he knew he had such a cannon yeah. that you didn't know where the ball was going to go. He would never throw the ball directly to the first baseman. So if the game is on the line in the ninth inning, ground ball to him, oh, yeah. like you're like, oh god, you know what I mean? He throws Reach it into back. the throws it into the crowd. Now you know what I mean. When it runs on second base, we lose yeah. by one because you couldn't just make the routine throw the ball instead of throwing it one on one across the diamond, it's throw the ball eighty five yeah. and hit the guy in the chest. So that's not playing at the next level. Or yeah, and then I, that's not. Gonna, I mean. But that guy could be cleaned up. Yes. Right. That that that's a mental. Well, we hope we hope he could be cleaned up. Right. I mean, and you hope like that you hope. So it, we we talk about. I'll tell you a funny story. Like good baseball people see baseball players. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or indifferent. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So you knew that this kid had all these tools. Yeah. Right? It's just. Right yeah. You now, just didn't want the ball hit you know, to him. So and, that, and that's a mental thing. Yeah. Right? That's that's maturity. That's some other things. But, and we tell these kids all the time. Like y- your body language is so critical mm-hmm. that when you're being evaluated because you have names on walls right mm-hmm. and you're all shortstops and mm-hmm. the guy comes out and you hit a pop-up and you slam your bat and you you sit in the dugout and you pout and you do all this other stuff and you know what 
Yeah. Scratch that name off. That's I, right. I don't, I don't need to deal with that, right? So body language is critical because baseball people are watching the intangible parts. Of not course. just did you get a hit, not mm-hmm. just did you make the play, right? How does he handle, you know. Adversity. Adversity. So I'm in Hagerstown, Maryland. Um, Grady Little is my manager. Uh, not a high draft pick, you know. I'm not. I'm not a high draft pick, you know. I got. I got to grind out every day to be on the field, make sure I get a chance. And I'm hitting a hundred. I'm ten for a hundred. I'm. I'm hitting one hundred. <laughs> right. I'm freaking out. Rightfully so. Right. I'm freaking out. Like, oh my god, I'm, I'm either going to be put on a bench or I'm going to be released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't have. You know, they don't have much money invested in whatever. Great little comes to my. You know, I tell the whole story with my wife and swinging the bat and all that other crap. But the the truth of the matter is, he came there and he said. We're getting you out of here. I'm like, okay, release. But no, <laughs> you're going to double A. I'm like, dude, I'm hitting 100. He goes, safe, you can play. You can hit. You yeah. know what? You hit the slump. You hit this whatever. Everybody in the organization sees it. You need to be at the next level. Let's shake this one off and go. So it's explaining that to kids at this age, yeah. like, you know, I see some amazing swing. You see a kid walk to the plate, takes a thousand couple balls off, chases a slider. It's like, that kid can hit. Yeah. Now, we may go bang him with sliders the rest of the weekend and get him out and he'll make his adjustments somewhere down the road but you know that that kid is going to hit absolutely you know he's going to do it any or you know a, a kid goes out and he overthrows a a, a cutoff man or something like that yeah um it's going to be fine because you know we're, we're dealing we're dealing at this age that we coach at ray and, and and andrew and you know andrew's coached more with the young guys but he's coached with the older guys when we've been in mm-hmm. carry with usa baseball is you're dealing you know with immaturity physically and more so mentally yeah oh of course you know because you, you really do over time you learn how to deal with the adversity we're talking about the failure in the game because it's 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 tremendous i mean so you, you're trying to figure out how to how to coach these kids into being more positive yep and you know it's tough because i was i was a snapper you yeah. know what i mean but I, my snaps didn't last that long yeah you know, I had to get it out, and then okay, regroup. I got to go, and what I learned from that. That's right. Where some of these guys will take a bad at bat or a bad and game, it'll go the whole first game. game, and they'll take it the whole weekend. That's right. Oh, that's true. They'll take it the whole weekend. I, I had a motto when I was coaching. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey guys, there's a toilet in the dugout, right? Like you have a bad at bat, flush it, get your 10, 20, 30 seconds out, whatever you want to yeah. do. But once that inning is over, and you go back on the field, that at bat, whatever happened, is over. You flushed yeah. it; it's gone. I forgot about it. You forgot about it. Let's continue playing. You know what right. I mean? But like you said, there's so, they can't they, they can't just put it down right. and just say, hey, that was just one of bat, you know? If they go 0-4, forget about it. That weekend is shot. No, I, I, I want to tell the kids, like, listen, dude, you don't think I ever struck out? Go look at Pete Rose's record. He's got more hits than anybody else. In, in, you know, how many outs did he make? He made yeah. more outs than he, yep. than he right. had hits. But you it know? goes to the parents, too. A lot of parents put oh, that yeah. pressure on the kids yeah. where, you know, if it was just up to the kids, they would forget about it. But they got yeah. They know. No, it's, yeah, they know. They walk into the car, and the parents are talking about it. What happened? Well, what it's you all, do? everything is scholarship driven too. You yeah. Know? Like I'm, I'm, I'm 12 years old, and I made a mistake. Oh my God, I'm not going to get a scholarship. You're 12. Yeah. You know how many more mistakes you're going to make? More mistakes probably than you make great plays going forward. Right Absolutely. Now. So, Absolutely. You know, and the and the pressures of the parents. That's you know that I, you're never going to be able to stop that. You know, you hope that the kids get in an organization where you can explain to the parents, like, back off. You know, I mean, this is this is such a journey. It's funny. Something came up on Facebook, and I'm watching Dylan and Zach seven years ago at the CBC fielding ground balls, right? And mm-hmm. I got they have paddle gloves mm-hmm. on. And the first ground ball Dylan takes, he's got the paddle glove on the wrong Le- hand. Yeah, I'm like, Dylan! Left hand. 
right you know, he's <laughs> on the wrong end. But he picked it. Oh, yeah. He picked it, and then he, then, he, then, he, then he switched it around. But, you know, to, to explain that, you know, if this is what you want and you're going to chase a scholarship at that age, you need to back away yep. and let, you know, let the right people take it over yep. and let this thing develop. Because I'm watching Dylan right there, and Dylan is doing things because he's been taking ground balls. You know, this is seven years ago, so that makes him nine, nine years old. But he was taking ground balls when he was five mm-hmm. and four. Mm-hmm. And he's picking, throwing, following, doing whatever. But that was, you know, the whole, the whole journey. And now so I look at that video from then, and then I know, you know, where he is now and how he plays the game and how he takes extra bases and how the instincts are all there. You know, I'm watching this raw, projectable thing yeah. to what it is now, to what it could be. You know, if it continues, uh, you know, by his senior year, mm-hmm. and then you know, possibly in college or or pro ball or whatever, if it happens, it happens. But you know, to your point, Ray, I mean, back off, dude. You back know, off. You know, back off, and you know, if you don't trust the coaches, you're not the coach. Yep. You know, and your knowledge is probably not as high as the coach's experience <laughs> or knowledge. Yep. But you you're not comfortable with it. You're not going to be comfortable with the next guy or the next guy or the next guy. That's right. You know, and you got to understand that this is this is a run. You know, a, I mean, it's not it's a you want a, you want a scholarship? Scholarships aren't well now. This starting a bit earlier, but realistically, scholarships aren't going to happen until end of their sophomore year, junior year. That's, that's when it know, should happen. That's when it should happen. Yes. Right? So some, you know, listen, the dudes are going to you know the guys that are freaky right now. They're going to yeah. they're going to get popped. Those guys, if they stay on track, these guys that are getting that are getting uh, recruited as Freshmen's and you know beginning sophomore years. If they stay on track, they're probably going to be draft picks. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I mean they're not. They're not. And the only reason why they get in that offer that so early is because those coaches know they're going to be draft picks. You know what I mean? And they're just trying to fingers like, crossed that they don't. Yeah, you know, yeah they exactly. Not to go. I mean, and I, I was just looking on Twitter this morning, and there was a couple of videos of just uh, Tom Walters and I think the coach from um, Elon talking about the recruiting process. Kennedy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, of how both parties should be held responsible, right? Like if the coach is going to offer a 14-year-old, yeah. they should be held to that. They should lose that yeah. scholarship. Yep. And if that kid commits to a school at 14 years old, he should be held to it. And if yeah. he decommits, he loses a year of eligibility. No. And if that coach decommits from that kid, he loses that scholarship offer. So now both parties have got to like pick and choose of like, do I really want to commit as a 14-year-old? Yeah. Like, or do I want to offer a 14-year-old? You know, so it's... There's yeah. got to something's got to change in in the baseball world, but I mean I see all these coaches talking about the right thing to do, and they all just you know double down and so, doing the other thing. I, you know, we, we have some good friends that are scouts here, right? Mm-hmm. And guys that I that I that I lean on, especially now, like I said, you know, when you're promoting your kid, I defer to him because I don't want you know, regardless of who you are, or what you are, right? You still have a dad's heart, yeah, of and course, dad's eyes, right? Yes. So whenever I say something I, and I, or I, I'm going to talk to a, a school about Dylan, whatever, I said, I'm going to give you the names of two scouts that I know and a former GM. Call okay? them. Yep. Listen, you know, call them. But so I'll get information back or a school will reach out to me about Dylan, you know, an SEC or an AC school. And I've gone to these guys and I said, listen, you know, I got to take the dad out of this. So, you know. Am I over projecting on this kid, or am I seeing what I what I see on somebody else? Yeah, you know where I would go. That's a dude. He's got. He's got. You know, yeah, he's got to go with this kid. So, um, am I over projecting? And then you know they give me legit feedback. So, 
you know, yes, he is. A, he is that. He's a, yes, he's a potential draft pick. Yes, he's, you know, all these things that we hope that we that we see. But in talking to him about the process, I said my biggest fear right now, because everybody's jumping on all these younger things, is that he's going to miss the opportunity to play in the ACC or the SEC because they're just, you know, the guys are committing people already and they're mm-hmm. accepting. And that, that, like you said, even though it's not in ink, they're saying, well, he's committed to yeah. be here. Yeah. Well, it's not really committed. You can decommit him. But, yep. you know, to your point, but my, my friend that's a scout says, is he in a rush? Like, what are your dream schools? So you list them, you know, da-da-da-da, you know, and these, these are the great schools. And, and he says, um, you know, is he in a rush? And I said, I'm not in a rush, but maybe I might be in a rush because yeah. I'm afraid <laughs> my son is going to miss that opportunity mm-hmm. to play at the highest level. Yeah. Like, I want him to compete at the highest level, yes. right? Be challenged. And he said, you know, just be patient. And that, for me, that have said that so many times to other the parents, yep. I'm like, oh, man. It's tough. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to trust you, right? Yeah, I'm going mm-hmm. to trust the process. Be patient. It's going to happen. <clears throat> so it's not fun right now. No, it's definitely you know, not. The, the whole thing. But, you know, we, we grind it out. We have, you know, Jake Boyna is going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that. Yeah, Abraham Baldwin. He, he, he's a turf management guy. He's worked on our fields out here. He's yeah. I say turf management. He's going to study turf management. He's worked for Eddie Buskey. He's helped build these fields out here. You know, in between games, he's out raking fields with his, yeah. his uniform. And that's what he wants to do. That's awesome. He's a good so, kid. Such a good uh, kid. Yeah, great family. And, I was thinking uh, about that. I was like, what type of program? Like, all those guys are fixing fields, right? Like, their dream job is to, like, work on a, you know what I mean, on a golf course. Or right. Professor. That's so, like, got to look nice. No, no, it's got to look nice, right? Yeah. So if they're on the mound, right, and they're looking at the grass, like, man, that grass is, like, exactly. got a little, like, or the catch is, like, time out, hold on, let me fix yeah. this divot here. Like, th- that game must take forever because those yeah. guys are just worried about the field. Jacob Pankowski. Jacob is one of the pitchers on our 2023 team, and he's worked for that. And, and Jacob just come out here to help. He's yeah, he loves it. This is what he wants to do. Yeah. Also going forward, and uh, you know he's on the mound. You can see him tapping <laughs> it. <laughs> you know he's getting all, you know, all, all set. But yeah, it, it's funny because as a player, right? Yeah. You get on these beautiful fields as we're growing up. Start digging holes. And you get to the big leagues. And you're like, man, this feels nice with yeah. it, right? And you never put the other part together. Like, all the what work. did it yeah. take to get to this? You know, Eddie Eddie Buskey will tell you. You know, from EA Sports Field Incorporated that built our fields and, and hunters in our organization. And, you know, Eddie's just a great friend. And he will tell you, like, you know, there were nights where it's 2, 3 in the morning. And they're working on the field, preparing the field because it may rain or maybe yeah. whatever. And getting it ready for the next day. So, you you know, we show up, you know, we sign a few autographs. <laughs> we feel good about ourselves. You know, we go into the clubhouse. Our uniforms are hung up. Our shoes are shined. You know, there's food. There's you know, yeah. back then there was a lot of tobacco in the uh, you know, and, you know, all, all the stuff that you want. There was beer for after the games. Like you know, you're spoiled, right? Yeah. And you walk out and you're in beautiful dugouts and there's bubble gum and dip and you know everything you need. You yeah. Know, there and you walk up and you're like, ah, I'm a big leaguer. And you walk onto this beautiful field, and you think like, you know, that just happened. Like mm-hmm. it's it's, it's supposed just to happened, be right. But then you realize, like, working out here, and, and, and we assisted to a degree. I mean, they built the fields, but Andrew and I were out there and some of the other guys in the organization. What goes into these things? Yeah. Now when you get it built, right, and I've had this conversation with Bill Allen, who's Bill's part owner of the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Texas Rangers. Um, 
you know, it's like once you get it built, you better have the right people maintaining it. Yeah. Because these fields can go to crap pretty quick. Mm -hmm. You know, they, I mean, grass grows into the dirt. Yep. You got to edge them. You got to make sure the dirt's right. You got to, you know, you got low spots from places being played too much. Or in the outfield, you see guys standing in a certain spot over and over and over again. Got to be resodded. And, mm -hmm. you know, so you have, to, you, have to, you have to maintain that whole process. And these guys show up, even these kids right now, to this amazing facility that we have. Like, this is nice. Yeah, oh. dude, you don't know how nice it is, and you don't know how much work went into <laughs> making it nice. That's right. No, I, I don't think these kids understand when they walk onto a field like this or when they go down to Georgia and walk onto those beautiful fields that, hey, this is a privilege, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. this is not supposed to be – like, this is not the norm of, like, kids around the country just playing on beautiful fields like this. These kids – If you're going to go play at Pebble Beach, uh -huh. you're going to pay – Top five hundred, fifteen hundred dollars a round, or something crazy. I'm right? driving in the golf cart. I'm not playing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get half price? That's right. Could you imagine Ray on the greens at Pebble Beach? There'd be like sirens going off. Like, <laughs> get this guy out. <laughs> People coming out of the bushes, dragging him off. Oh, jeez. But yeah, so you, but yeah. So you you would pay top dollar. Yes, absolutely. To go play this amazing golf course, yes. right? Where you're paying the same price to play in this tournament. That has this facility as you are to go play, you know, at some Podunk High School, you know, that that don't have the the, the fees the the, the resources yeah. to maintain the facility. You're paying the same, so you come out here and, I, and it drives me nuts, man. It's like pick the bottle up, throw it away. There's a piece of paper, pick it up. Yeah, you know, take pride in where you guys get a chance to play and where you guys get a chance to, you know, and, 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 yeah. and the other thing is, you know, you see these guys dragging rakes and stuff like that. And you and you treat them like you know like they're pieces of crap for some reason. Yeah. You know, like you have no idea what they've done, so you can so you can play on this surface. Oh, listen, those guys. I mean, I seen it firsthand this summer with the Collegiate League. Yeah. I mean, every game it was lined and the field was perfect. Yeah. I mean, and they didn't have to. I mean, it was just like, hey, it's dead heat of summer. You know what I mean? Like they they could just be like, hey, we just get it at the end of the day, but. We had fun though, didn't we, Andrew? Yeah. I mean, it was it was mm -hmm. it was fun. It's it's a lot of work. It's, oh yeah, I bet. Build the field is not easy. No. You know, you think it's just grass on dirt. No. Subbed mm, and nope. and lasered and leveled and rock and drainage and drainage and and, yeah. and, and, the, and the turf breaks and you got these guys are working machetes, man. Like literally, like patching. So if you're laying down the turf and it's not perfect, let's just say you have this angle right here. You got to fold it. They got machetes to get every. It's like putting a puzzle together. Really? Oh yeah. So it looks when you first lay it down, it's not that sexy. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh man. A couple it's months. Like the, like the worst haircut you ever got. Like <laughs> yeah. patched over here. He's sticking up over there. And then after it starts to knit, you know, and it starts to look like you know whatever. And there was a point last year before we started to get going, and people were coming out going, "Is that astroturf? That's really? how good it looks. Wow. That's how nice. And that's what it's starting to look like now. It's starting to get there, yeah. So what we're choking out the Bermuda. Mm -hmm. With the rye, my wife loves when I say that. She says your new word is choking out. <laughs> the other one was the other one was vertical. Like you always say vertical, and then before that, I used to you know the difference between something for me was always delta, and it's like so you know it's you know it's choking out the vertical delta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like, you know, you always say that. You're so funny, but you know, but that's what's happening out there now. So it, we we've learned we've learned our own little bit of turf management. Yeah. You know, when the fertilizer went overseed, when the aerate had, a, you know, the edge and, mm -hmm. you know, and tamp and, you know, mounds. People don't understand, like, there's, there's, there's clay that goes down there and there's different types of clay for different types of weather and different, you, oh know, my it's, God. you know, and these guys, and then we, they'll work on the mounds 
and you can watch the ground screws, right? They're spending hours. They're tamping. They're making it perfect. It's level. It re meets the grade, all that other stuff. And that first kid comes out and throws a pitch, and he starts digging a hole. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, then you got the guy like, the hole's too big. Well, you just dug it for freaking <laughs> seven innings. What do you expect? Jeez you know? Louise. So, but it's amazing. We sit in our offices, and, you know, we look out at the I field. look at the baseball field. And we're, we're, we're hoping that, uh, you know, I say we're hoping. We're on target to have this one done in the spring. That's awesome. Um, you know, I don't know that I'm ever going to get a, a freaking thing done because my office looks at all three, all three fields. That'd Listen. be something new if you got something done. Oh. That's <laughs> 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 why I hired you <laughs> your mom's partner. And, yeah. Like, Sue to crack the whip and uh, everybody else to <laughs> oh just. Oh, my God. Uh, it's funny. When we're trying to, we're trying to. We're going through the studio, and we're talking about buying things. We're talking about a, a, a different table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We want the studio to be nice because we're going to use it for a lot of different things, you know, from editing videos to the podcast to voiceovers and all that other stuff. So, you know, Andrew and I are bouncing back and forth. Like, you know, and Andrew goes, hey, do you like those tables? Like, since you did, you know, the, the text on the other day. I'm like, man, yeah, they're beautiful. We should do that. He goes, yeah, 15 grand. I'm like, oh, oh. they're going to get past Sue. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to work. So, hey, can your grandfather build one? <laughs> and that's what we come down to. But, it's, yeah, we, 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 I guess it's a good and a bad because we allowed her to control the purse strings a long time ago. And, and now that's it. And, you know, listen, she raised three boys on, you know, on a minimal budget. I mean, she's got more coupons in her pocket for, like, burgers. <laughs> like, can you imagine pulling up with three guys that size? And going, yeah, I gotta feed these three guys. Yeah. Hey. I'm gonna take twenty five cheeseburgers, I'm gonna take X, Y, and Z, and by the way, here's a coupon that'll be three dollars. There you go. <laughs> hey, I, I listen, I, I look at those shoppers as smart. I wish I could oh, do that. I, I, I listen, that's a, a discipline, that's a, right? Yeah, that's a process right there. Yeah, it's it's a discipline. People people go into those places and come out with like, the they say, with I, a dollar. I know, I dollar. see the books and like so they, they make money doing it. Yeah, listen, to be yeah. add to them. If you could do it, God bless you. Yeah. You gotta just have the discipline. I guess it becomes a game like everything else. You know, yeah. how much money can you save? How much money can you save? It's a game. My yep. my, my son-in-law does a, a tremendous job with credit cards and points. Like they travel all over the place on really, because so he knows he knows how many how, what the terms are on this credit card. He'll take it to the limit, then he'll switch that one out. That will transfer the points over to the next one. Reboot like he's brilliant with this. Oh stuff. wow, that's brilliant pretty, with hey, this stuff. It's awesome. So him and Casey, they've been you know they, the honeymoon went on that. They 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 did all kinds of good for him. Traveled through Vietnam on that and. You know, uh, so every time I have a question about that stuff, it's there you go. But Andrew knows, I, I, I call people in to do everything. Like, I won't remember my password tomorrow. So, no. Andrew, what's my password? Andrew, fix this. Like TV. He's, he's Andrew. like, hey, can you set up a Zoom meeting? I'm like, Chafe, you, you've set up Zoom meetings before. You have an account. Oh, <laughs> like, you got to hit a start. <laughs> I don't yeah. Panic. I got other things to think about. Hey, I'll tell you I what, though. I don't know what they are, but I, I know there's other things I should be thinking about. <laughs> so I got to prepare in case they come and I remember. Shades, you can, you can never sit in this chair right here and do a podcast. This this TV with the highlights. Oh, you guys, I'm losing oh, you. Holy shit. Yeah. No, my God. I'm not. That's a good video. Like Ray's talking to me like this. <laughs> this is like, this is the hardest podcast I got to do here. Like, we got the top 100 plays here, and I'm like, oh, my God, that guy yeah, just made my fight video up there. Oh, we gotta loop that. <laughs> <laughs> gotta loop that. <laughs> this is uh, sad. Like, what fight video are you talking about? I'm only highlighting the big leagues. <laughs> what do you, you know? Well, so, the, the chasing uh, down right field line. Yeah, that's too. That's yeah. It's, that it's, is too funny. It is. But so off season, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, let's these go. Guys, okay, so uh, it's beginning. You know, everybody's got that no throw November. That's kind of beyond you now. Um, no shave November. No shave. Yeah, everything's you know, everything's kind of going through all that. 
um, you know, but now it now it, it gets real. Mm-hmm. You know, what with, with these kids and parents have to understand is, you know, the, you better put them in an environment where they're gonna they're gonna get better over this period of time. Yeah, because there's other kids that are gonna get better. That's and, right. You know, if, if you're Schaefer, not kidding, hang on, hang on. Schaefer, if you're you not, a competitive street fighter, yes, exactly. <laughs> there's a there's five parts to that. Look at that mullet. Check out that mullet. It's funny. Jeff Schaefer, Street Fighter. <laughs> See? That was my past life. We had that conversation with my mother this morning. Oh, my God. So, go ahead. So, so, so this is the time. So, it's, you know, it's, it, you, 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 if you're a younger guy, yep. right, don't worry about the weights. Yeah. Think about the agility. Think about the body weight strength. Yep. Um, your reps, you know, build, build your reps. Good time to think about, your, you know, your swing planes and your mechanics pitching and how to feel the ground ball and get through all that because, you know, you, this game is based on, it's built off of fundamentals and anything else. So if you're building a house, you got to build a good foundation. Absolutely. Right? And then once you build a good foundation, you can lay down a foundation for any house that you want, right? It could be the coolest house that's, you know, on picture is going to be built. Yeah. But the foundation is all the same. It's strong walls, it's buried, and it's it's laid out a certain way. And then as you go up with the house, if you want to modify and you're, you're good, you want to do something different, then you, then you can modify off the foundation. The better players will always modify off their foundations. And, yep, and the foundation right. is... Is their fundamentals, mm-hmm. but you have to, you have to, you always have to work on your fundamentals. You can never take your fundamentals for granted. Okay, I, until the day I finish, at 35 years old, you know, I'm heading off a tee. I'm getting on the inside of the ball. I'm, I'm working on the basics. Do, do I take that fundamental and think about that fundamental? No. I, now I've built enough up muscle memory. Now it becomes reaction, becomes mm-hmm. muscle memory. That's right. Um, you know, there's a book out there called Outliers, and it says 10,000 10, minutes. Hours. I'm sorry. Ten thousand. Yeah, ten thousand minutes. I was. Ten thousand minutes. We've done in ten thousand hours. <laughs> Andrew, help me out. How many minutes? How many hours? That's what. It, well, it, the ten thousand minutes. I think that's no, what everybody wants right now. Ten thousand right, minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Microwave version. Yeah. So the ten thousand hours makes you an expert. Mm-hmm. But in this game, you go beyond that. Of course. You know, you you keep going beyond it. So, you know, if these kids don't get involved and they don't get going, there's different levels of training. You know, for mm-hmm. each age group. You know, are you are you mature enough now to go ahead and start to lift? weights like mm-hmm. dylan is and you know dylan will tell me he's coming home he's max squatting and stuff mm-hmm. like that okay you know you're that guy i wouldn't have wanted him max squatting at eight or nine or ten years of old or 12 not. years old or 11 or 13 but you know now he's become more physical his body his, his growth plates are closing you know yeah you can see he has some definition you know zach's the same way they you know they 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 physically got themselves ready for that 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 approach so make sure when you're going out and you're looking at you know this off-season training that one you have to do a lot of baseball specific stuff yes you always have to keep working on that but two you better get strong bigger stronger and faster along the way and make sure that that bigger stronger faster is specific to your game and your position because mm-hmm. you can go lift like a football guy all day long like snatch and jerk and yeah press and everything is straightforward and move and that's not going to benefit you absolutely not you know this is the time that i mean i think parents overlook or take for granted right like they look at this oh the, the season just ended two weeks ago we're going to take november off and the holidays we're going to take december off and then we're going to pick back up in january and start doing our throwing and but they don't realize this is where you build yeah. like you said this is your foundation that you're building right yeah. so and then they try to cut yeah. like they wouldn't invest in a, a a personal trainer to get their kid for the next three months invest a little bit more money but they'll go travel they want to travel to all the major tournaments right they take that money and want to go play and all that other stuff and then be disappointed when the kid goes over 12 that weekend 
because you didn't put the time and energy during the, the, the months when no one was looking. Right. Was done in dark. What, what, you just said it. Yeah. When, when. When yeah. nobody's looking. Yes. What, what you get better. Exactly. Yeah. What was done in, in the dark comes out yeah. in the light. Like, yeah. so if you're not going to put the time in November, December, January. Look at the ray. When nobody's looking. When there you go. in the dark, it comes it's, out in the light. Hey, that's going to be a podcast. This is, this is going to be like it's a mediation. Gonna... I'll be sleeping when I look my thing. It'll be like, and hey, what you do in the night? Night. We'll come out in the And then Amanda says, turn off the lights. <laughs> yeah. We'll come out in the light. So. But, but that's to your point of like building that foundation of like no one wants to do it. They want the 10,000 minutes instead of the 10,000 hours. Well, here's another part about that too is a lot of, the, a lot of these kids won't do things on their own oh no they've been conditioned to have coaches and programs and stuff like that and structured like, and everything else go in the garage and hit 150 balls off the tee or throw, throw the ball off the wall throw, throw the ball off the wall go in there and you know, play nine innings off the speaking wall speaking of andrew maybe we don't even have to paint that wall because yeah, i can bring ball. the infielders in here and just hey work off that we just move the tables and everything no no the studio would be broken. no the, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the studio's too nice come on no no but uh uh yeah i mean that's the thing where Listen, you got to have, like you said, the, the, the mental capacity of being mature to do things on your own, right? Like, you, they could bring you to work with hitting all day long. Right. And if, as soon as they walk out that door. They leave it. They leave it with yeah. you. Yeah. What, what, what happened? What, what good between, is it? In yeah. between. What did you do from the time that you were with me to the time you came back? That's it. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing where I, I talk to a lot of parents that, you know, I mean, ask for my advice or I work with people and, I'm, and I give them homework. Yeah. Like, you can't just throw it all on me, right? right? Like, you can't say, hey, he worked with you, he didn't get any better. Hey, did your kid do any of the stuff on their own right. to get better? Because I could bring the horse to the water, but you can't make him drink it. Right. And you better, you know, listen, if, if do those things on your own, but if you are getting with an instructor or whatever, you better, you know, because parents don't know. They don't know what they're getting. They don't know what to expect. Some guy can walk up, you know, Jeff Fry is the best with it, right? Mm -hmm. Guy's got a million gadgets. Oh, He's got God. this band on his arm. I got this tube. I'm doing this and I'm doing all that. You know, this game is very simple mm -hmm. in terms of how to get better. Yes. You know, and it's and it's reps and it's doing the same thing over and over. It's not, you know, now will a gadget every now and then help you get into a position mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. make you feel things? Sure. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times you can take a kid and I'm going to go front toss, I'm going to go side toss, front toss, BP. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one day we're going to work oppo, mm -hmm. right? We're going to work middle, okay? Then, you know, we're going to zone. We're mm -hmm. going to work zones and things like that. It, that those, are, those are the basics to, to do it. Make sure your mechanics are right. You're firing your hips, your hands, you yeah. know, kinetic quality linking. Reps. Going, yep. Quality reps. Mm -hmm. You can do that same thing over for 20 years. I did it. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've, I've watched these guys do it. Yep. You know? Um, at the highest levels, I watch Griffey do come in and he's going to go hit off the tee. He's going to take BP. You know, that's all he's going to do. He's not going to go get this gadget and that gadget and do, you know. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, this has become but, the generation of gadgets, though. Sure. Yeah, listen, it's social media. We can sell anything we want. Yeah, right? you can, that's you can, right. You can invent anything, anything you want. So when you're going out to get an instructor or you're going to an organization, you better make sure that you are checking all the boxes. And just because the guy says, I, you know, I got this tool or that tool or I've done this or, you know, like, what's your experience? Where yep. you been? You know, how, you know, what's the mental approach? And that's the one thing that you'll find with, with, with coaches that are teaching hitting or this other thing is how do you, how do you teach these kids the mental approach? You teach it because you've been there and you've had to go through it. That's right. There's a process, you know, and this is how you deal with this thing in your head. Yep. It's not the mechanics of your swing. That's right. It's that you're chasing pitches out of the zone. You're not recognizing that the fact that all this guy's doing is throwing fastballs away. That's and right. you're not looking to take them away. Your mechanics are fine. Just do what you're supposed to do with the pitch. Mm -hmm. And these guys can't do that. You know. They, and, it, and so hitting coaches are great 
in terms of the younger kids because you're building again. Of you course, can, anybody can go read. We can build that foundation, and yeah. this is the swing. And more times than not, at 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, whatever, you're going to get a good pitch to hit, put mm -hmm. the right swing on it. Yep. But now that you start to get into the levels that you want to go to in terms of high level high school, college, professional baseball. Now your mental approach comes in. Okay, you know what's this guy doing on a one-one count? Exactly. You know what part of the zone is he pounding on me? You know what what can I do with the pitch because I can't handle this inside pitch, so I better look away. That's right. You know. Well, you you, you said it early in in, in, the, in the podcast that right when you plan. So when you're in the dugout, right? Either you or John and are sitting on the bucket. You guys yeah. are calling the pitches, I right? I sit on a bucket. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so you guys are calling pitches, right? right. Like John and is calling pitches for his guys. So you're hitting as an 18 year old kid. You're hitting against an ex major leaguer pitcher that's yeah. knowing the pitches finding the holes in your swing right. right so if you don't have that mental approach and know how to fix those holes right. john ennis is going to find it and he's going to expose it and you're going to go 0 for 4 that day yeah you know so that's why it's even tougher now be, you know before it used to be a catcher just called you know i, mean, I want a fastball i want a curveball oh, yeah. if you're behind the count it's a fastball. yeah ball. yeah, yeah. Just, you, know. you know the catcher's tired it's the ninth inning is freaking yeah. 100 degrees he doesn't want to call a curveball in there he doesn't want to block he's going to call right. a fastball but the you know what i mean as you got expert pitching coaches that's out there that's trying to win a game right. so they're calling the pitches looking at hey this kid is off the plate can't hit anything on out of half we're throwing sliders away you know yeah. and so, so that's your mental approach yeah yeah it's your cat and mouse that, it, that this game is people just think that it's you know throw the ball hit the ball catch no it's, it's not. not it's totally so it's, much it's, more it's an amazing chess game that's right the deeper you get into it it's it's it, it's 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 pretty crazy so a lot of times we'll let We'll let our catchers call the majority of the game. But like you say, with John or Tim, whatever, if there is a situation that we want that a certain unit. pitch thrown, it's like, yo. That's right. Know, then, we go, then we go to that. And then when they come off, like, why did we do that? Exactly. You know. Exactly. Okay, so you got to get this in your head that, you know, you got to be able to watch this swing as a catcher. you got to be able to analyze this swing and know, you know, this kid hit a piss rocket off a of middle end fastball last time. Yep. Well, don't go call a middle end fastball up exactly. the time. Exactly. Like, you know, like that's, make him prove that he can hit something else. That's right. And, I mean, so. and, and, and all these parents and a lot of these players want to play on that, that top tier, right? Yeah. But what happens when you're on that top tier? You're facing everybody's number ones. I could throw three pitches in any count. Yeah. And now you got a pitching coach is calling. You're playing a video game back there with this guy. So now you can't hit a curveball, right? Because you don't work on hitting a curveball. Right. So your hole is a curveball. So what do you think you're going to see? Yep. You know, when, it, when you, you, gotta, you, when you, you got a guy you, that could do it. This game will expose you. Oh, absolutely. So, and you got to make adjustments. How are we doing? We're good? You want to check out your phone? Oh, geez. Okay. You got it. What, what questions? You got any questions uh, out there? Uh, I had one, but we can cover that next week because it's going to take a long time. Oh, okay. is it okay? One. Yeah. All right. So you want you want to go over this? Oh uh, no, this is what's this? The, the oh. So who's up right now? How about one of my two home runs? Oh. Is that easier? Well, so what happened here? Why why did he get All hit? All right. So uh, there there was a, an issue between put, us put and pause. Milwaukee. Put on pause real quick. There, there was an issue between us and Milwaukee. Um, yeah, from the prior year, I had just gotten here. Yeah. I had just gotten up right. And so uh, Dave Valley was catching, and I don't remember if it was spring training or during the season, but somebody came and took him out. Yeah. And apparently it was a dirty slide, and, you know, somebody got hit, and back and forth, and all of a sudden this bad blood had been brewing over the course of the year. And um, that was the year before. And then we come into this year, and it's not over. You Guys know, can't let it be? Listen, not, that, not <laughs> back then. People don't forget. People, <laughs> people never forgot back Hard then. Hard nose, man. Yeah, so it was a different, different approach. So Tracy Jones comes up. Um, Box. Seems like he knew Seaver, he was going to get hit. And Seaver just passed away this year. This guy just passed away this year. Oh, but, wow. Yeah, but uh, he had he had a tough life. He he, he was rough. Um, so Tracy gets hit, and Tracy's a rage monster. You know, he's part of, he was part of the old Nasty Boys with Cincinnati, so he had this men mentality, yeah. you know. 
and uh, you know he took no crap, and so he's telling you right now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat your ass. Yeah, you know, you know, and yeah. Zebra, who's just crazy anyway, he's <laughs> like, come on, let's, you know, like you know, so there, there it goes. Go ahead. Zebra's <clears throat> trying to jump in on it. All right, where's Shafe at? Where's Shafe? Oh no, I'll show you. I'm on the bottom of the pile here in a minute, getting my ass beat to start. So. Yeah, it's it's just funny. Brian Holman, stay in touch with him all the time. Jeffrey Leonard's on this field. There's like three Don fights Ballard, going on right Randy now. Randy Johnson, you know. <clears throat> that was a bad dude right there. Gene Harris, straight out of Compton. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is that you in the bottom I'm of the pile? I'm on the bottom of that pile. <laughs> and I got Angie, Andy Etchebaron on top of me. And Etchebaron's head was the size of his table. <laughs> and it was the ugliest face ever. And his breath was like Oh, reaping. my God. <laughs> so Sheffield was in that with it. So There you go, Johnson. Yeah. Griffey, here's Griffey. Where's yeah, Griffey? Griffey? He's in the back, right there, twenty. Yeah. Right yeah, they were like, keep Griffey out of the pile. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. He, he always wanted to kind of jump in on it. <clears throat> That's funny. So, yeah, so, yep. so wait, where are you at? He's on the left. Just getting up. Okay. So I'm getting up. Somebody patting you in the back, like good fight. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all good right. job. Good job. Then, you know. Then, then Monster took over here. Oh wait. What happened? Okay. what happened? I mean, look, you look calm, pretty calm right here, Chief. Yeah, like this doesn't end. This is. Uh, oh yeah, I know. It keeps going. So yeah. what? What pissed? What? What got in your nerves now? Is it more of you just kind of still wound up? Well, you're a fighter. I mean, that's yeah. what I grew up being, you know, so if there's a fight, you don't oh, go. Oh, I oh my sure, God. I wasn't sure if right. something else was said to you. So there's Gene Harris. He's <clears throat> and Randy. Randy just, I mean, he's trying to just Randy, oh my get God. in the middle of everything. He, he wanted something or somebody. Edgar Martinez, Hall of Famer. Randy Johnson, Is, Oh, my Hall God. That's What a young Edgar Martinez right yeah. there. Yeah, Robin Yout. Valley. I mean, Yout was there. Gantner was there. Um, Molitor was there. Uh, Don Baylor. All the major names on the outside. All the major uh, names on the outside. Yeah. Shafe <laughs> yeah. went to go get a drink, got rested, uh, yeah. come back. <laughs> I, was, I was like, okay, dudes, you know, you know, because usually in baseball fights, like this is over. Yeah, you know, so yeah, like, okay, yeah. Let's, let's go, and. Uh, All right, this is, is. You think it's over? Yeah, so I'm in the top left corner there. I'm just looking around. At, you, know. you had the mullet, sporting the mullet, baby. Oh my God! I think that's why you're so mad. You had a mullet. So <laughs> everybody else, we could have just pulled each other's mullets. That would have been the fight. I just pull on everybody's mullet. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> so, but it, oh, Harold Reynolds. Look at Harold Reynolds. Yeah. Reynolds. Yep, that's there. I am right there. So it's okay. You know, I don't want my hat. Not as great now. I'm like gray and glasses. And, <laughs> you know. So Gino. Gene, All right. So so Gene, what happened? What happened coming up? Okay. There? So this doesn't end right. So Gene Harris, you know, the one I was talking for Compton, yeah. he's a bad dude. Yeah. So he's not. He's not done. He's in a mindset like you know. I'm. I'm in the gang. Yeah. Fight. Like I'm, let's, I'm, let's I'm, go. I'm, this is on. So Why does he have a collar on? By the way. He's a man of trouble. On who knows? You know. Like I mean, Tom was a nice enough guy, but at this moment he wasn't. You know, okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, so there's drawing going on. There's this this stuff going on back on the field here. There's Sheffield. Another the guys should be in the Hall of Fame. Some big boys. Um, you know, so we're, they're trying to clear it off. Dennis Powell came over with us the next year. Don Baylor. Don Baylor. You know, it's. You know. Was it's he a, playing at that time? So, now, so you hear the crowd starting to pick up. Uh oh. And it's now Gene Harris is coming around. This so you know he's like, um, who wants some of me? So like a dumbass, I come around like I'm going to help this thing out. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get in the middle of this. I'm going to help it, it out. So I'm coming around, and all of a sudden, here we go. So there's Yout. 
So I'm up, now, now it's on. Now it's me and Felder. The Felder's like duking. Like, come on, brother, I'll take you. Let's go. So I want some of that. I'm gonna kick you. I'm gonna kick you. I'm gonna pull your hair. But your guy's holding you. Why is your guy holding you? Come on. Me out of it. Dale Swain's trying to take shots at me. Yeah, yeah. He, so he, now you know. Now I'm getting pushed away. He's up against the fence. Oh so my gets, God. Now we get we get pushed out. So that's what I was saying, because I, I was chirping at Saberhagen the, the day before. Like, oh, were you? Yeah, like, you know, so. It, yeah. Was that it there? No. No, it continues. <laughs> no. Continues. No, it doesn't. So this is going to go on. So this oh is the guy, gosh. he wanted something. I'm like, come on, man. He's a You know, monster. but he would never jump in. He would always be talking from the outside, like, come on, I'm like, come on. Let's go. You're going to bring it? See, he'll, he'll break away, but he won't come get me. He, he, you know, he'll let, he'll let guys like hold him back. So, oh my so God. watch the top part. There's Treble Horn. Matt Young's got him. Matt's gonna pull him out up top. There I go. Ready? See ya. Slam. Oh, you threw manager down? Yeah. Now we're going back out of the game. Oh my God. <laughs> so you and the manager's going at it right now. Anybody that had a uniform on was fair game, man. Oh my God. You know, he just got he got got in the way. Griff I thought it was WWE right there. Griffey's like, yeah. oh, Junior's like, you know, I'm going to make mega millions. I can't jump in this. Yeah. You know, like Griffey's like, all right, come on. I'm yeah. going to just grab the smallest guy here and let's yeah. move Let's move away. <laughs> what's, what's the blue doing? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – I got two points for a major league takedown. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That was uh, – there he is. So, you know, a bunch of guys got ejected from that and fines and things like that. But it was uh, a... Yeah, that was a good one. It was a crazy one. That was a... Uh, my mother's like, can you just do something better than fight all the time and get you on TV? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this what brought me up here. Yeah. So, we've got it going on. But All right. So, we good? We're good. All right, man. All right. So, we uh, we appreciate everybody again. Uh, so, your Friday? Yeah. Enjoy it. We'll see you next, uh, next Thursday or fr next Friday, probably. Next Friday. Yeah. All right. Well, peace out, everybody. Thank you.